This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ryan J. Melson and Greg Moll from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. All right, there's a retirement crisis around the corner. Um, it's it's really to do with the 60-40 portfolio, and it has been a concern. It has been something they've talked about for years and years and years, but now we've got a very unique event with COVID. So I just want to talk to, it, talk to that point. So firstly, what is a 60-40 portfolio? Well, the idea is it's a balanced fund. It's a little bit on the growth side. Balanced funds are usually 50-50, so this is a combination of preserving the capital, protecting your money, as well as having a level of income that you can take from it. So a 60-40 is basically saying 60% is in growth assets, 40% is in income assets. The reason they use those categories are growth assets are very volatile, that perform well over time. So they go up and down like a yo-yo in the short to medium term, but in the long term they do well. Um, and that's concerning... A lot of different assets, but the two main ones would be property and shares. So property, it's listed property because you want to make sure that there's an exchange and there's a market for your property position because what's it worth? Same thing with shares. You try not to have unlisted shares um, and always making sure like if you wanted to close your whole portfolio, you can do it within a few weeks. So those are growth assets. The second thing are bonds and cash. So bonds, loan agreement with someone, that you can also sell to someone else. Cash and cash equivalents is just not too dissimilar to the bank. You have something in a cash account, you get a certain percentage from that. It's to pay fees, it's to pay tax, that sort of thing. So that's the 60-40 portfolio. 60% in property and shares, 40% in bonds and cash, which is a good approach. The reason it's a good approach is because they usually have a low correlation to each other. So cash does bad, then, you know, businesses might do good, you know, um, because the cost of capital is so cheap that people can get all this money, they can put it in a business and they do well. So each of those asset classes have a low correlation to each other. The part where it gets challenging and confusing is what's happening to bonds right now. So let's talk about it. Over the long run, bonds have been okay. For most retirement clients, it's been a safe investment except for one key event that we're afraid is about to replicate very soon. We don't know, though. We don't have a crystal ball. But people lost $1.4 trillion in 1994, if you want to look it up, 1994 bond crisis. And effectively, what happened was you owned this loan agreement. You had a certain return that you'd get from it. So you have 3% interest rate you get because you gave someone your money. You gave the government your money. You gave the bank your money or you gave an institutional group. So you're like, yo, if I give you this, you give me a return and pay it, you know, quarterly, for example. So then you got that fixed return. And the other thing is you can sell that onto someone else 
and how much that's worth plays a few there's a few factors that go into that so it could be could be their default rating um so or their credit rating should i say which is basically the default rating how good is their financials um and will they be able to pay this debt back another thing as well is what's happening in the market and that's a big key point to think about is that if you've got a loan agreement or a bond getting 3% and everyone else is getting 5%, one, it might be hard for you to sell it, and two, if you do sell it, your price isn't going to be too good. Now, the good thing about bonds of late is though it's been trending down, you know, you buy a bond, gives you a 5% interest rate, in five years, um, everyone else has got 2%. So sure, you're getting less over time. So you might, you know, you have a bond for five years, that one's locked in. But when you get the next bond, it's paying less. So you're like, ah, bugger, I get less of return. But the flip side of that is when you sell it, because it's trending down, what you have is very lucrative. Because, you know, you brought it five years ago at 5%. Everyone else is offering two. So the capital appreciation, the value of the bond itself has grown up in value, whereas the interest rate's been trending down. Now, what we have now is low interest rates that you're getting from bonds and also what happens when it goes up because it's really, really low at the moment. Um, the Reserve Bank has recently increased the official cash rate, which is basically, you know, the cost of money, shall we call it. We won't go too in-depth about that. But interest rates are low, mortgage rates are low, so bonds are low because everyone else is offering that lower deal, so why wouldn't you? If you could get money for cheaper, you'd do it. Now, if it turns up, if the bond rate goes up, you've got this 2%, everyone else is getting 3%, one, you might not be able to sell it. So you might have a liquidity issue. Liquidity, obviously, is your ability to sell it. And liquidity is measured by how many people buy and sell that product, you know, every day, for example. Because if you've got a huge market and you're selling pigs, well, you're going to sell that pig pretty easy there's only five bidders, it's going to be hard to sell that pig. So that's liquidity. So how fund managers have protected against this of late has been doing a few things. One, they might actually have different qualities to the bond that make it still valuable. So maybe they take more risk with the credit rating so that they get higher return in terms of interest rates because, you know, there's a strong correlation between risk and return. So if you go to this company it's got like a BB rating or a C minus rating. So it might default. You're getting a higher return there. So people might want to buy that. The other thing they've done is they have shorter term bonds. So instead of having a long term agreement of five years, you've got a shorter term because it can be quite scary if you've got a 10 year bond and you've just locked in the lower interest rate people might not want to take that risk. If they think interest rates are going to go down, they might want to lock that in because they have security that what they own is better than the market. Now, another thing you can have is options so you can or futures. So you can agree to have a price at a certain point and then you can implement that when you need to. Alternatively, you can short the market, which basically saying is you're investing with the mindset that... Um, that the thing you own is going to go down in price and you're going to benefit from that. So I won't go too much into that. There are other episodes. If you look at the um, the investing episodes uh, further back, you know, when I talk about derivatives, if you scroll back down and look for derivatives, then I go a bit more in depth in explaining what that is. 
Um, might be an episode on either side of that. So it talks about shorting and going long. So that, that's something to be mindful of. So if you've got a passively managed fund, um, the concern is you're just stuck. So you might have uh, shares. You might be invested in that. That seems okay. If you're invested in bonds and you just own the market and then you have no way to pivot to get out of it and you might not have gotten the shorter-term bonds because you wanted a higher interest rate, then one, you might be in a position where you won't benefit too well or you get in a tough position. So just be curious, like if you've got fund managers that you use, just ask them like, hey, what's your um, what's your strategy for when the, when bond prices go up? Not saying they... They will, but what are you? What steps are you taking to protect our portfolio against that? So I just want to talk to talk to people about that. I mean, we talk about shares being overpriced and this and that. Um, you know, the market's an artificial market because you know inflation's so high, interest rates are so low, but they're pumping money into the system because of COVID. Um, but the real concern is actually bonds at the moment. So I hope that was valuable. Um, and, you know, if you if you did think it was useful and you got some value out of it, if you take the time to, you know, do a review, um, it will make us be seen by more people. It would have lead to someone actually thinking about this bond crisis and what potentially they're going to do about it with their money. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs>